from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it, both on and off the ice. Summer Skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at summerskates.com. Adrian College, championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond, wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack. ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. Oklahoma University. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College hockey coast-to-coast from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. And yes, I know it is not the Summer Skate Studio, Summer Skate Studios anymore. Um, just a little frazzled today as uh, I made my way through Sioux Falls. And guess what? I'm still in Sioux Falls. It'll be Omaha tomorrow and then on to Kansas City. But Scott Strandy here live with you from the beautiful Ramada Inn in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where the basement is probably uh, ready, ready for action. Uh, Ready for what? What kind of action? (laughs) <laughs> it's hockey season my friend right. well that's your, your screens are going live all the time man that that is where i watch games i wish they had a few more on regular television because you know that would allow me to watch more instead of having to stream all the games and make my eyes crooked yeah i get it i get it and sometimes the streams aren't the best i've heard um well there are some streams that are better than others there's a uh I'm a big fan of one of the East Coast schools' streams and and, and coverage. Um, okay, because I'm a big fan of uh, the uh, the Liberty uh, stream on ESPN. Uh, ESPN. Yeah, well, <laughs> again, I've said it a thousand times. I don't know why they don't jump. Um, uh, they they have their reasons, my friend. They have their reasons. Yeah, I'd like to know what they are, but that's neither here nor there. Um, RIT's coverage is phenomenal. Um, and it probably is one of the top, and I'm not trying to annoy anybody or piss anybody off. Um, what? Not for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not for this. Well, I mean, actually, there probably is some people that I'm trying to piss off, but um, they don't pay attention anyway. Uh, and um, uh, th- that's a rudderless ship right now and has been for a while. Some of it for legitimate reasons, and some of it for not. <laughs> okay, the rudderless ship. It's been I love rudderless it. for five years, and, and okay, and, and if I okay. really, we could do hours on that. <laughs> well, what we are going to do hours on tonight is talking about the national scene because um, I know it's still early. I know there's only been three weeks played in NCAA hockey, but right. some of the teams, Paul, that are jumping out front. Um, are a little eye-opening, to say the least. And uh, we talked about Colorado College undefeated. We talked about um, uh, Arizona State undefeated. We talked about the guys that I'm going to see tomorrow in Omaha undefeated. Uh, but right. there's a team that caught my eye uh, a couple of weeks right. ago when Hold they played at North Hold Dakota. Hold on a second. Can we just say this now so we don't forget later? Uh, can we just send out 
our wishes and hopes and prayers for the Demers family. Just so we don't forget later. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to miss that. Uh, Chad going through some struggles again and stepping away from Augustana. Right. Um, they say temporarily, but man, oh man, you know what he's going through. Um, we just we just pray for him every every day because he yeah, just don't and, know um, where he's going to be at. And 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 I and I know we talk about the fun and games here, but it does kind of put some other things into perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, without a doubt. You know, that's real life stuff, my friend. And it doesn't get any more real than that. So I, I just wanted yeah. to get that in before. Not that I want to. Bring yeah, thank you for doing that. Shows, but I wanted to get yep. that in before we forgot. Uh, well, we we weren't going to forget, but it, it's well, good to get it out front. Um, and I'm in Sioux Falls, so the Augustana people here uh, are dealing with it um, up close and personal, if you will. So, of course, Air Force and the Fargo Force and everybody back in the Dakotas, um, exactly. he, he's left an impact everywhere that he's been. Exactly. So I, I just want said I wanted to get that out of the way when it still sounded kind of appropriate to do so. Um, and I don't want to end on a note like that. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yep. We're thinking about you, Demi. Um, and we'll keep Absolutely. track of what happens and, and how things go for you. So Absolutely. count on that. Right, so okay. What's this team you had your eye on. Um, well, they have a winning percentage of 833. Really? They played six games. Right. They're five, one and oh. Wait, wait, now, hold on a second. I got to look for something. Cause I thought it was somebody else. Okay. And uh, and and last year they weren't very good, and they got a new head coach, and I think they have the best coaching staff, bar none, across the country, and I mean the entire staff now. Um, they each have their roles, and um, we're talking about the University of Wisconsin. Mike Hastings, oh. Todd Knott, um, you bring in a guy like Nick Oliver, and you put them all together on a staff, and not only – do you have instant success as you're seeing right now? But um, you've got long-lasting success because all three of them know how to build programs, know how to recruit, and they know how to get things done at the NCAA level. So um, I wanted to start off the show tonight by talking about Wisconsin because this Thursday night, Paul, a rare Thursday, Friday night, they're going to be at the University of Minnesota. All right, We like that. This is going to be a, a big-time hockey series because I saw them play um, in Grand Forks against North Dakota. It was a one-game deal, part of the icebreaker. Right. But now we start conference play. Right. And uh, those in the Big Ten, I bet they got their eyes open. Well, listen, first of all, you know, we talked about it from a uh, a coverage perspective as you know you add more and more to my plate because you can only be i have to watch more and more games so you get to be have the rose petals thrown at your feet when you're at a game um <laughs> oh you, you you are so wrong but anyway okay right um and we talked about it as a rivalry uh for uh that other maroon and gold team and uh Terry's uh, North Dakota fighting Sue. Oh, I Hawks. just jumped in early. I'm sorry. I, I, you cut me off. I'm sorry. Um, but this is like the, I don't want to use the term third wheel, but the, but kind of the, the, the finishing line of the triangle. I like right? that. Because, I like that. Because you had uh, North Dakota and Wisconsin two weeks ago. And then last week you had uh, Wisconsin, I mean, uh, North Dakota and that other maroon and gold team. And this week it's Wisconsin against that same other maroon and gold team. So you got them all done. And um, I will quote our buddy Derek Schooley, um, who was on another show, um, that college hockey needs these, although this is easy to do every year because – this is uh, a conference a conference game. Those historical matchups on a regular basis. This this is no different. No, and if anybody's driven um, I ninety four uh, between 
Madison and Minneapolis. It's not a far distance. And uh, when you make that drive and you get a chance to uh, to compete against your neighboring state for bragging rights, um, much less the rights to go to the national tournament and all of that good stuff. So when I looked at Wisconsin's See, schedule this year, Paul, this is what I saw. Right. Okay, I saw Augustana on there first. I'm going like, okay, good. Good for them. They're they're going to play Augustana in a couple of games. Um, then they had the icebreaker, and they played uh, Bemidji State. Then they, they got North Dakota. Then last weekend is when I saw them make the turn. And um, I don't think it was any disrespect to Augustana, Bemidji State, or North Dakota, but when they made that trip to Michigan Tech, who was number 17 in the country right now, and they went up there and played them Friday, Saturday night at Tech. It's a hostile environment, to say the least. Yeah. And they get a 4-2 win and a 5-2 win. That tells me that this University of Wisconsin Badger team is starting to come together and come together quickly. Well, listen. You know, nobody questioned the players that the previous administration got to go up to Wisconsin, but just for some reason, it never came together. It never seemed to to click. And, you know, I, I there's nothing, you, you know, it's not from lack of effort. By the way, there's a bunch of games on Thursday, by the way. Um, yeah, why is that? Is there something going on? I don't know about that. Everybody thought they question. had to play Thursday night. Very good question. Uh, most of the the schools uh, that are hosting those games are big schools and big football schools. Uh, so maybe that has something to do with it because Anchorage is at Penn State, Lindenwood is in Ann Arbor, Mercyhurst is playing at Notre Dame, and Michigan State. Are those all Thursday, Friday? There's, well, they're all Thursday games anyway. I'm going to look and see if they're Thursday, Friday. But because that um, that what you're reading off to me is all Big Ten schools. Yes, and the one. So this might be a on, Big Ten thing then. Well, I don't. Well, no. There's a Hockey East game between Northeastern and New Hampshire, who's hot too, by the way, to start the season. Um, or better. But is that unusual, Paul? Uh, yeah, I think this is unusual. Okay. Michigan State on the road. Um. At Boston College, who, you know, is a, their other conference, you know, their their non-hockey conference is the ACC, so they might have a home football game this weekend. Um, and all, let's see, uh, Wisconsin and the other maroon and gold team, as you said, are Thursday, Friday. Anchorage is Thursday, Friday. Michigan State at Boston College is Thursday, Friday. Lindenwood in Michigan is Thursday, Friday. Mercyhurst and Notre Dame, who's left? Uh, I believe they want Saturdays open. <laughs> well, my guess <laughs> this is, weekend. You know that's that's obvious that that's not the only and the only Big Ten school that's not on a Thursday Friday, and I'd have, would have to check their football schedule after this would be Ohio State at Omaha. Yeah, and that's one I'm going to preview tomorrow with uh, Simon Lacozzi and uh, Nolan Sullivan after practice tomorrow. So um, my guess is that that's, uh, you know, that that's, that's the story there. Um, so when you look at it, but uh, anyway. Uh, Big Ten yeah, Network historic. perhaps have uh, something to say about that too? Uh, that they do on Thursday night. Wisconsin and that other maroon and gold team as a, as a conference game. Yeah. They, it, I will be able to get to watch some of it because of course it starts at nine o'clock. And so I was going to ask you if you've already called in sick for Friday yet. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I might have some trips to Albany. I have to make to call in. So. All right. Just checking. But I mean, you've said to me that, uh, you expect Wisconsin to turn it around. And, you know, through the first six games, you know, five and one is definitely a, a start. When you look at where they were last year, they lost their first five games. 
Uh, the year before, they were three and uh, two, two and three, and uh, you know, in their first five games. Uh, you know, you can go back a little further than that. Uh, two and two, and you know, these are all under Tony Granado. Um, they actually started three and one in the 2019-2020 season before. Uh, uh, no, that was was that the year that no, that wasn't the yeah, that was a pandemic year, right? No, yeah, it yeah, it was, I believe. I think that was the year they canceled. The oh yeah, yeah, that is year they canceled. Twenty twenty one was yeah. the uh, the yeah, COVID, COVID year. Season. Um, so this is the best start they've kind of gotten off to since the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen season, um, where they thought that they were probably off to a hot enough start with a sweep of Boston College to make the tournament. It didn't happen that way. So Nope, uh, it did not. But like I said, uh, I think I saw the turn uh, start on October 20th at Michigan Tech. Um, to come away with 4-2, 5-2 wins against Michigan Tech, because we know, number, number one, they've got probably the best or arguably the best goalie in the country. Um, so you score nine on him on the weekend, um, you're doing okay. And that, I believe, uh, Paul, geared them up for this run that they're going to have because here's, here's their next six games. At Minnesota, Michigan at home, at Michigan State. Right. That's a pretty darn good test on its own. It is. Yeah, listen, if, if they're anything close to five and one in these next six, then look out. Because they'll start packing that Cole Center, and it'll kind of feel like the old Bob Johnson days uh, at Wisconsin again. And um, here's the here's a really neat part of their schedule. After they get through those six, they have uh, Thanksgiving weekend. They're um, going to be hosting Alaska Anchorage, right? And then they Crap jump right game. back into conference in Crap December game. with Ohio State coming to town and Penn State coming to town. So. This this six game stretch, I think, is going to be the telling tale for the entire season for the Badgers. Less, of course, they have the opportunity to play uh, in their tournament and could do something there. But I think if they want to climb the pairwise, it happens over the next uh, six games. Well, this is when you when you like I said, this is when this is you're going to get your test, right? Um, this is your six game stretch where you're going to get. Um, as tough a schedule in the six games as you're going to see. Even later in the season when they play uh, some of these schools, that they do have that a, a second four-game stretch where they play at Michigan and host the other maroon and gold team. But that's in late January, early February. Um, and by then, I don't want to say things will be cemented in stone, but you know, you don't, you won't have that launching off point like this is because yeah. I'm sure they're very excited about having, um, uh, played pretty well against North Dakota. And I'm sure that in my case, as I said, we don't like moral victories because no coach really does. Um, no, but, but I, I could tell you, like I told you before, um, when I watched that game in person, it looked an awful lot to me like uh, Mike Hastings didn't throw in the towel. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he realized what he was up against, and he played a different style of game. He played a shutdown style of game where he didn't want to take too many chances. He didn't want to give them too many opportunities. A lot like what Brad Berry told me uh, Saturday night, that you know it was keep your foot on the gas because you know this team can turn it on you. But while you're keeping your foot on the gas, just be conscious of odd man rushes, things like that. And that's what I saw Wisconsin do at North Dakota. They lost, but it was 2 nothing, And they hung around till the very end. And it could have, uh, the tables could have turned on a couple of ounces oh, when it's a 2 uh, nothing listen, game. Of course. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's 2 nothing. It's That's just a couple of shots, right? I mean, it's not, um, it's, it's not like, um, you you were getting blown out of the water. Um, yes, North Dakota had the one nothing lead uh, midway through the first period, made it two nothing midway through the second period. But that's still a lot of time left. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, you know, they had plenty of time to kind of get back into that. Um, they just didn't, but as you say, right. I mean, you, you know, sometimes teams that are new coaches and a lot of new players and a different system takes them, takes them a few games. Usually it takes more than a few games, but that's why I give credit to this coaching staff because that that's not acceptable to a Mike Hastings coach team. Um, there are no excuses. Uh, you play with what you got, and you do the very best that you can, and he's one of the very best at changing um, his stripes, his spots, if you wish, and playing the way he has to play to get Ws. And that's why I said, again, I'll go back to that Michigan Tech series last weekend, he changed his stripes a little bit in preparation for what's going to happen this Thursday and Friday. And um, they played really, really well at Tech. And that, like I said, that is an incredibly hard place to play. So uh, kudos to the Wisconsin Badgers. I do want to say they will also play um, in the, their own tournament, the holiday face-off, basically. Right. And they'll play Air Force. And then they'll get the uh, Minnesota Duluth Northeastern winner or loser, depending on how that goes. And they'll also play Lindenwood at home, which I think is really cool because I want to see where Lindenwood matches up on January um, 12th and 13th at the Cole Center. Well, like I said, I mean, you know, that 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 is a, a little bit of ways. I, I know we like to, you know, it was easy during the summer to look ahead on the schedules, try not to look as much ahead this time of the year. You know, once the season starts, you know, a week or two is one thing. But, um, by the way, both of those games this this Thursday and Friday are on Big Ten Network. I wish they would. Yeah. I wish they would move more games to do that. Yeah. I guess I have to wait till football's over. But even <laughs> Probably. then, I don't know. Probably. Um, but you know, as you sit there, and you know, Wisconsin would be part of those blue bloods. They would be the the weakest link of those teams in the last ten or twelve years, but they were still one of those teams where, you know, that's, you know that that was in their DNA. Like I said, under Bob Johnson, who we know was another, you know, was a, a big supporter of. You know, American-born players, just like um, Herb Brooks. No, tonight. Not tonight. We're talking about Bob Johnson. It's a good <laughs> <Okay>. day for <Brock. laughs> Right? I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, um, but they they really haven't been a threat to win the national championship in a long time. Um. But they were a team that was a a team that was in the running for a lot of national championships. You know, um, the last time they actually won, they won in two thousand six. Mike Eves was the coach. Uh, they beat uh, they beat BC their last national championship. Right? But they were always up there. They were always threat. They won in 19, you know, that's their they won in 1990, 83, 81, you know, 77. So they were there. They were one of those they have about a half a dozen national championships. So, you know, they're right up there. It's not 9 obviously, but I like the way I threw that in there. Nice. Well done. And the North Dakota people like to remind you they have eight. Well, that's more than five, right? That's more than five. Yeah, okay. Kind of um, like somebody told me this last go, weekend Eddie. that 28 is greater than seven. Yeah, well, that's we're not even going to get into that. Cause Hogwash? That should not be more wrong. Okay, just checking. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I want to go quickly now off of that uh, before we get into the polls after the break. I want to get uh, back into the pairwise because I know it's early. 
I know it's, it's a computer. Early. I get all that. It's insanely I know. Early. Just, just let me read you the top ten and Why? give me your Why? thoughts. Providence, Western right. Michigan, Arizona State, Miami, UMass, North Dakota, Colorado College, Minnesota, Quinnipiac, Boston College. That's your top ten. Right. Now let's expand it out. If you were going to go the sixteen, like we need, right? Holy Cross at eleven, Michigan right. at twelve, right? Merrimack at thirteen, right? Michigan State fourteen, UMass right. Lowell fifteen, right. Wisconsin sixteen. Paul, would you be happy if that's the way the NCAA tournament played out yes. this March? Yes, you would be happy with that. Yes. Okay, that would not include Denver. That would not include Minnesota Duluth. Right. That would not include AIC. Right. That would not include Minnesota State. Right. There's a lot of teams here that that would not include. It would yeah, not include Boston the, University. Yeah, I only care about one of them. I, so, as long <laughs> as they were in the 16, I don't really care. <laughs> I asked you about the entire tournament field, not just whether ASU was going to be in the field. That's all. Uh, by the way, Cap Carey made it to Tucson. Did you see that? Did he? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he posted. Way to go, Cap. He posted a picture at In-N-Out Burger. So we made it to Tucson. Way to go, Cap. I think, uh, do we call it retirement? Is retirement I now? Know, you'd have to ask him. Is the underway? I'm going to. to. ask him. I'm going to. But anyway. What? He did post that he did make it to In-N-Out Burger in Tucson. But not for nothing, but if you looked at this list, outside of, and, and I mean, I don't want to provide any bulletin board material. Am I, can I provide bull, as, as an outsider, as a, an observer? <laughs> yeah, yeah you might I? be able to. All right. Well, there's maybe one team in there that I might say, hmm, mm, no. Paul, before this weekend, um, that there's going to be a 3-4 matchup in the pairwise. Arizona State at number three, right. Miami at number four. Any right. surprise there? Did you expect them to be the 3-4 team going into the fourth week of the college hockey season? Um, I didn't have any expectations for anybody being three or four in the pairwise because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't it does to matter. the computer. The computer does like it. Again, until they get me to the point where I can take these games and change the results to see what would have happened, it doesn't matter because it means there's not enough data in there to matter. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just had to throw that out there because I just think no matter where you are in the season, anytime you can you can go back as a re recruiting tool and go like, hey, um, Arizona State was number three in the pairwise. Well, un until last night, they were one for a couple of days. Yeah. And, I, and I'm really angry that I didn't get to laud that over you for a few days before the week started. <laughs> uh, my Colorado College Tigers come in at seven, by the way. Stop embarrassing me. They're right behind North Dakota. Yeah, they're right there. And they're right ahead of Minnesota. Yeah, and ahead right. of the uh, national champions. Defending national champions who have not, you know. They lost too much, Paul. They lost too much. <sighs> Not, uh, are you going to talk about just a goalie? No. It's just, again, it's too early. They, they lost too much, eh. and they also have that target on their back like that Denver had is, the year after. So when I you lose too much bigger, and you have a target, it's hard. I would say that's a bigger problem than the t player changers, player turnover. I would say that's a big problem. You're yeah. getting everybody's yeah. best every night. Certainly. There's no, there's no way for you. You can't, quote, coast. You can't take a night off because none of the teams that are playing you are going to. And even if you don't take a night off, you can still get every, you're still getting everybody's best effort. And sometimes that best effort is enough. It's well, enough to edge you and, well, and win a one-goal game and, or force and, you overtime. Right. And, you know, make and, – and take – more out of you than it did the year before when you didn't have the target on your back. There's there's no way it doesn't matter. There's no way. It's like 
it's like I told you this morning. It's like I told you this afternoon. Okay. Um, was I listening this afternoon? Well, you never listen. That's part of the problem. But <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen or read any quotes from Chris Bergeron at Miami, and I'm sure if he was asked, and I'm sure he will be asked if he hasn't been asked already. Uh, coach, does it mean anything uh, that you guys are playing Arizona State this weekend, a future conference opponent? A, it's a natural question. Sorry if I did it in a weirdly snarky voice, but A, it's a natural question. B, we already know what the coach's answers are going to be. No, you know, it might mean something next year, but it doesn't mean anything now. I say that's horse crap. I say it absolutely means something. Does it mean as much as it'll mean next year? No, probably not. Does it mean something, though? More than, say, two games against, I don't know, pick a team, pick whatever team you like. Say you want to take, you decide that you want to look at, uh, say, Merrimack's schedule. Does that mean as much to them as... I even forgot where I was going. But either way, um, does it mean as much as a regular season game that that you know, I'll take UMass, right? UMass played who this weekend? Um, they played Minnesota State. Right? That, that's not a natural thing, right? I mean, you want to win those games, right? Especially if you're UMass and the perception is you're struggling a little bit. At four and one. Okay. But don't tell me that Miami or ASU for that matter is going to be like, nah, these games don't mean anything more than ASU's games did against Northern Michigan. It just is a lie. It's coach speak. Yeah. Totally it get absolutely it. Absolutely matters. If you're Miami, you're the first team that's played ASU from the NCHC since the conference announced it was taking ASU next year. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. I'm doing a lot of that lately. Yeah, I know. That's which which scares the crap out of me. But um, <laughs> we know how parochial things are. And no, I didn't alter one of Michael's posts over the weekend and send it in, but I thought about it. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) They're they're a good partner. We don't need that. No, no, but he would (laughs) have, I think he would have left, but I didn't want (laughs) to. Anyway, Um, let's do this. Let's take a break. It doesn't really mean anything that it's a three, four. So no, no, but it's fun. It's fun to look at. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Let's look at the USCHO Division One men's poll for October 23rd because I'm finding some interesting things in that as well. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs, or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. 
Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. From the nchc.tv studios, this is ITHSW Podcasts, College Hockey, Coast to Coast. Indeed it is, College Hockey, Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful, and it was beautiful today, 72 and sunny in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. My co-host is always joining me from that big, beautiful palatial state where the sun never stops shining on Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein. Ah, okay, Paul. Um, so we got through the first part of the show, and now it's time to go into my second favorite thing of all time. First is the computers. Second are these crazy pollsters that, um, A, think they have to put out a poll right away, but then do it with disregard to pretty much everything you've seen on the ice, or maybe in some cases have not seen on the ice. Well, that's, uh, first of all, you know my, you know my, my thoughts on that. Preseason, which is a waste of time, polls don't mean anything. Um, they actually prejudge things and don't make it um, and, and, and put teams in certain spots without them having to earn it. I'm not saying Cornell or Harvard are going to be bad teams, but they're not in my poll because they haven't played. Got to play a game, my friend. Got to play a game. And, you know, we we said it enough whenever we would talk about it jokingly in August, Air Force, Augustana, top 16, uh, <laughs> Army. Alphabetical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the USCHO poll came out today like it does every Monday during the hockey season. And um, they have Minnesota number one at 3-1-0. I saw them play. Are they a good team? Yeah. Do they have a lot of depth? Yeah, perhaps the most depth. I would say Arizona State is really close behind them in depth. And I would say Minnesota, Arizona State, and North Dakota. How is that for a trifecta as far as depth, talented depth on your roster? And I'm talking past line four. I'm talking into line five. So they have Minnesota one, Denver two, Boston College three, North Dakota, four, Quinnipiac, five, Michigan, six, Providence, seven, Michigan State, eight, Boston University, nine, and finally we get to Western Michigan, the first team in the top 10 that doesn't have a loss. Western has a 3-0-1 mark with a tie. But you're telling me that I don't, I don't care if they're up there for one week. If you're undefeated through four games, you should be in the top 10. There's only two teams that are undefeated and untied. It's Arizona State and Colorado College. Arizona State comes in at 13, behind Cornell, by the way, and right. Colorado College is just getting votes still. What do you, you got to do? Because you, you know you have to play the schedule in front of you. And if you win the games on the schedule in front of you, what do you have to do to move up? Uh, again, this is part of the problem, right? I'll sit here and tell you that preseason polls, no matter what you, you may, whether you agree with them or not, prejudiced the the. Now you're not maybe not the top five or the top ten, but certainly the bottom half of these things. 
because you t- people sit there and tell you what well, people were complaining that oh Colorado College they just beat so and so. Okay, so what? They still they still did it. Exactly, and that's and, what and, I said. And, and, if, and, if, and why if you, isn't go ahead? Why isn't Holy Cross higher? Why is Merrimack and Holy Cross almost at the same vote level when Merrimack got swept by ASU? <laughs> and they're and they and, and Merrimack is what on the season for right now? Um, as we you know, as they have not entered really hockey East play, uh, they're two and two. So how are they? in that spot. Well, again, what my point is, is that even if you have them in the poll at the near the top or at the top for a week or two, uh, if you've played four games against four NCAA opponents and you have won them all, and you're one of two teams in the country with four O and O marks, you have to be up near the top, even if it's for a short stay. Let's say you get your butt kicked the next three weeks or whatever. I get it. But for right now, what are you saying? What are you saying that uh, you're 4-0 and and you don't have anything higher than 13? And if you're Colorado College, you didn't even break the top 20. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be at Omaha, and I got a feeling there's going to be a bunch of guys in Omaha with chips on their shoulders because they're going like, hey, we only have played two games so far. We're 2-0. Um what what do we have to do? What do we have to well, do? The, I mean, somebody will tell you there that oh well, they only played two games. Everybody else is play- well, but no, that argument doesn't work when you have Harvard in there and you have Cornell. Exactly. As good as, as, exactly. Good as you think those teams are, they still have not played. And I'm sorry, it's it's ridiculous to have a team in a poll that hasn't played yet. It, it makes yep. zero sense. Now, there are those that are saying that the Ivy League schools in terms of hockey are just kind of being being just, I don't know if anybody understands the old stick, a stick in the mud because they've played exhibition games for the past couple of weeks. So now why not just play this to start the season with everybody else? We already know. You're the Ivy League. We get it. You're better than everybody else. We understand. <laughs> how do you That's really not feel gonna change if you start playing <laughs> even a week earlier okay so here's the other interesting part um it, wisconsin comes in at 14 right behind right. arizona state and right. i just touted wisconsin i thought they've done really well right. but but if you looked at wisconsin in a preseason poll or the end of last year's poll you would have said there's no way they're going to be a top 20 but they did Somebody Again. voted them up, voted them all the way up to number fourteen, um, and and they deserve it. They're five one and zero. But if that works for Wisconsin, why doesn't it work for Colorado College, who's undefeated at four zero and zero? Well, again, we're talking name brands. Exactly, you hit okay. it right on the head. And, and you're not and talking fact- about what you're seeing on the ice. You're talking about name brands, right? And. You know, as as big a school as ASU is in the hockey world, it's not a name brand. No, no. Okay. Um, whereas you know these other places are, um, I still don't. Think but hey, if they if they go ten and zero, they might be ahead of Cornell. Maybe. But again, <laughs> Cornell is a name brand. Yeah, I get it, but still, um, still, you got to play the games, and then you got to look at what you see on the ice if you're going to be a pollster, because if you're just going to throw it out there, and and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I was at North Dakota this weekend, and there were people that really had no clue um, who Jake Liv- Livinovich was, where he came from, who he worked with. Right. And when when they were asking me a little bit well, about him, I mean, come on, that's uh, that's I I I agree. No, with what, you're, nope. what you're saying, and I agree with what what your point is. These are supposed to be quote unquote experts. Yeah, but you're you're exactly making my point for me. What they're doing is they're looking at the name brands and not anybody else. And they and then they were going like, oh really? 
And then I go, yeah, you know, when he was, uh, you know, eight, nine years old, he was traveling to to Japan with Boris Dorozenko and being a skating instructor at eight or nine years old. Um, and you want to know why he can skate? You want to know why he's really good? Um, yeah, let's start looking at it. And like I told you before, Boris told me if, if Jake ever was able to put some size on, uh, he would be a very dominant player, a very dominant player. And Boris believes that to this day. I don't doubt it. Um, I mean, he would know. But but Johnny Walker, his half-brother, um, Boris Dorzenko, somebody that he worked with, he worked with the guys in the uh, Junior Coyotes. And, um, you know, as much as you and I get on the Coyotes, uh, when Shane Doan was there and the other uh, retired Coyotes that worked with the youth teams there, they got some really good coaching from some really talented coaches. Well, I'm sure they still are. Yeah, they are. But what I'm saying is that's where Jake Livinovich. Livinovich, jeez. Why is that so hard? People anyway, used to saying it differently. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but anyway, in Jake's case, um, you know, there you go. That's the bias. He's from Arizona. You know, nobody thought much about it. He wasn't drafted. Um, you know, so all these little things. And you know what? If you're going to vote in a national poll, then do your homework. It's not that hard. It really isn't. Do your homework and look at all the teams. There's only 64 of them. Look at all well, of them. Don't just look at one or two. You still got to look at at the uh, uh, the Stone Hills and and those teams that are just getting started. The Augustanas. You got to look at them too. And even if you say, okay, they don't fit my narrative or they don't fit in the poll, okay, but look at them at least. Don't well, give us this crap about, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I just, listen, that, that's listen, my high horse that, tonight. That, that, that whole thing about coaches voting has been, that's been a, a, a source of consternation for decades. You know, regardless of the sport. Because if you think that the football coaches are watching all those other schools play on a Saturday afternoon when they have a game, that's just not realistic. That 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 should that should tell you everything you need to know. I'm sure that uh, I get that, but if you're telling me that these coaches don't know um, all the teams, they know all the teams. Well, Trust the me, teams they compete against these guys for players. Well, they know they also know everything. the teams in their leagues better. I'll give them that. Yeah, but just talk about talk to Peter Menino once and ask him how many guys he knows. And what's going on at every program? He knows stuff at every program because he's recruiting against them. He has to. That's part of his homework. So there's no reason for not knowing whether these teams are good. I mean, I told you at the beginning of the year, I said, Arizona State's got one of the deepest teams, maybe the deepest team in all of college hockey. And I still will stand by that. When you look top to bottom, you try to find me somebody that's got more depth than that team has. Um, you said it yourself, Ryan O'Reilly on the fourth line. What does that tell you? Goodness uh, gracious. Um, no. Because here's the deal. If you line match in college hockey and you've got a Ryan O'Reilly on the fourth line, guess what? He's going to win a lot of fourth line matchups. By the way, and, and, and I don't know if the coach would agree with me or not, but in the Well, he couldn't game, argue with you because I understand he doesn't have a voice. Well, Go ahead. A, yeah. Um, but I, I would I would say that that line has been their most consistent and best line through these first four games. You made my point for me because guess what? When you put top line guys against the other team's fourth line, now. guess what happens? I have to change my mind now. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I no, do. No, you don't. You can't be right, so I have to change my mind. <laughs> So anyway, that's the uh, the USCHO poll. Uh, did I go through them all or not? I I, I know I got no. to ten. Let's do this. Minnesota Duluth at eleven, Cornell, Arizona State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Harvard, Northeastern, UMass, and Omaha. And uh, boy, there there's some pieces that are misplaced, but that's just me. Anyway, um, nobody asked me. Nobody cares, but I'll just give you my two cents anyway because I can.
That's true. I, it, uh, I mean, can't I? <laughs> well, you can. Yeah, I mean, usually it just feels. I mean, feel like I need a shower when I agree with you. So, <laughs> well, you should shower more than once a day, anyway. <sighs> I do. Well, no, that's crazy. But I'm I, kidding. Mostly because I'm not home. <laughs> anyway, so I just want to touch on the U.S. CHO poll. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, you know get crazy here but i wanted to get that out there because i thought that was extremely important um just to get it out there to say hey you know what you got to pay attention to what's going on around you um and by the way you did a super 16 and i was really impressed how you put this one together really so did you, did yeah. you see the video of my hat <laughs> no i did not by the way but um i, I was still pretty impressed Maybe I should post it so this way people can see how I put together the 16. Yeah, um, I don't think they want to see that. Really? I don't think they want, they want to see, to see that. Pull pieces of paper out of a hat? Uh, okay, so here we go. This is what everybody waits for, they tell me, is the uh, the Super 16 for October people 23rd, no 2023. Here we go. People have no lives. Here we go. The Denver Pioneers, number one, at three and one. North Dakota at three and one, number two. Boston College at two, one and one, number three. Michigan, three, two and one. Round out your top four. We do sixteen because guess what? That's how many teams go into the national tournament. And I so don't want to do uh, any more than that. No, why? Why should you? I mean, sixteen is how many get in until they change it to twenty-four, like they should do. Um, okay, a super sixteen it is. So, Paul, Denver, North Dakota, Boston College, Michigan. How'd they come out besides the hat? Um, Why Denver over North Dakota and Boston College in Michigan? That's first of all, that, what, what, what happened over the weekend to make me move them? Okay. What happened? Well, Tell nothing. Us. That's the whole point. Nothing happened. <laughs> they all okay. split this weekend. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do five through eight. Michigan State. Five and one, um, University of Minnesota, three and one, Providence, four and one, Arizona State, four and zero. Oh. You got the Sun Devils in the top eight. I think you got it right. I think you got it right. Well, based on what how about I've seen the others so far? Huh? Why do people? Why does everybody else think that Minnesota is so much better than you have them, Paul? Uh, bias. Okay. I, I saw uh, him I mean, play. They, biases, they were pretty good. I have my biases too. I hate them, but <laughs> still six. Okay. well, let's put it this way: I don't hate them, so to speak, as much as I hate the decorations on the wall. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, let's do nine through twelve. Colorado College, the Tigers at four and zero. Stop. Western it, Michigan please. comes in at number ten at three zero and one. Boston University at two and two. Not Northeastern, well, by the way, two and zero. Round out the top twelve. Paul, Colorado College, Western Michigan, BU, and Northeastern. How'd you get them? Well, listen, CC's played four games, right? They 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 have they looked. It's good to say one of the other schools that that uh, are four and but not necessarily. But um, they still want them. They're still a really good team. They get better and better. Um, and the expectations for them are not just up from us, but inside the room. Oh, oh, yeah. I think we can say that inside the room, the expectations are a lot higher you know, than what uh, they've and, been playing and, to. And I'll be honest, I, I had lower expectations for Western. But, you know, at least early on in the season, you know, they've proven me wrong. Um, BU still has a ton of talent. Um, and, by the way, uh, in four games, Macklin Celebrini has five goals. So while the team is he good, maybe, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's only uh, slotted as the, or you know, looked at as the number one draft pick next year. But you know, other than that, he's okay. 
Um, is he better than Connor Bedard, though? Him. Really? <sighs> that I don't know. I haven't. I have to see them both play at the same time, and I have to. You know, uh, I'm not That's saying Connor Bedard's That's a joke. good. Just again, can we not anoint him into the Hall of Fame after a week and a half? No, no, he's got to go in right now. Okay, then why even bother <laughs> to have him play? Anyway, okay, the uh, final four, if you will, 13 through 16, uh, University of Minnesota Duluth at 3-0-2. The Bulldogs just keep not uh, not, vampires. not losing. Th- they thought, they win and they tie. Had, they just don't I, lose. I, I thought we had. I I thought the I thought they had gotten enough garlic to where the vampires were finally gone. Nope. Um, but nope. They just keep. You know they just they either win or they tie. They don't they lose. Keep doing it. They started off with two straight ties, uh, in the UP. And I don't know if they're actually more north than Wisconsin or not, but. I haven't looked at a map. Hold on a minute. Minnesota Duluth is more north than Wisconsin? Of course it is. By about 250 miles. No, I'm talking about the UP. No, they're about dead even with the UP. Okay, well, as I said, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get you a map. I swear to God, I'm going to get you a won, map. You know, they won three in a row against Northern and uh, a sweep against Bemidji, including a, a bunch of overtimes. Theoretically, they could have had three ties. Already, they've had three overtime games and five games, but um, but they, they either win or tie. They don't lose. They just, they just keep coming at you. And I thought we had enough garlic, but maybe we don't. <laughs> okay, so again, tomorrow I'm going to be at Omaha, right? And I uh, get to watch a practice and visit with right. a couple of players, including their all everything goaltender Simon Lacozzi. Can't wait right. for that. Yep. Um, they come in at number fourteen at two and zero. Holy Cross at three zero and one. And uh, Alaska Fairbanks, 2-3-1. and one. They're below 500, but Paul Hornstein now, still yeah. likes what Fairbanks is doing. Well, am I supposed to hold the fact against them that two of their three losses are to Denver and their other loss was at St. Cloud? I mean, am I supposed to, am I supposed to hold those games against them? I mean... Uh, were they supposed to beat Denver? No. <laughs> uh, did they struggle a little bit against Denver? Yeah, but you know, we know they they definitely struggled opening night. Um, you know, um, they actually outshot Denver. Um, in that second game by almost two to one. They just could stay out of the penalty box. That's what killed them. Okay, but then you go. Boy, that to, kills a lot of teams, by the way. Against Denver, yeah. And then they go to Tech and get a win and a tie, and then they get a split at St. Cloud. So, what game should I hold against them? No, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I liked them. I liked your top uh, Super Sixteen. Thought it was really good, very well thought out, and um, and, and in the right places. I mean. You gave credit to teams that deserved it, and you didn't put teams in that hadn't quite frankly deserved it yet, either by not playing or by not playing very well. You know, I mean, we know in the end it's just an opinion because it's not what determines who gets into the tournament. Right? That's the computer. I know you hate that, but. Oh goodness! Yeah, I I don't I hate the computer. I really do. I anyway, I don't want to get into that. I promised I wouldn't. I would not. Uh, and, and and I'm not pro computer. I'm just not anti computer. I'm anti computer. Sorry. I know you are. You got to use you got to use your eyeballs at some point in time. And I'll tell you. Even more than that, and people go like, "Well, why do you go to all these games? What do you?" Want? Because my eyeballs tell me what TV can't, stream can't, and uh, certainly what I listen to uh, from biased or unbiased people around me. Um, my eyes tell me what I see, and I trust my eyes. Um, see, I, I I get what you're saying. Because I kind of do it in a different way because I'm not at games. Uh, to be honest, um, you know, I haven't been to enough 
the stuff when I watch all of the games on the screen, the unusual stuff catches my eye because I've had to learn to tune out the routine stuff. If that makes sense. Of course it does. Okay. That's a, that's an eye for the game right there. You and look at the little I, things. When I'm at a game, since I don't go very often, you know, they don't let me out of the basement. Um, why would you leave when you got the estate? Why would you leave? Really? Whose estate? Let me know. <laughs> let me know if there's one available so I can go, so I can go squat on it. And okay. Throw me out. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, that, that that's how I determine, and you know how I do my preseason stuff. I do it off of where they were last year, what they added, what they lost, and who what their schedule the looks swag. like. That's all the pieces that go into to seeing what a team, what I think a team is going to be like. And there's a lot of variables in that. And I, I truly believe you can't get a good feel for a hockey team until you've seen them in person. And that's why I do what I do because I need to see them in person. I need to find out um, what they are like on the ice. I like to see practices too, because I think that gives you some indication. Like I can tell you right now that if you're overlooking Augustana this weekend, Denver or Colorado college, listen up. They're uh, they're coming to play and they don't think they're a startup. <laughs> One one uh, Arno Vachon told me it's just another college hockey team that he's on. It's not a startup. Nope. And don't think that it is. I, 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 listen, I get it. That's what you have to do. Right? Not only what they have to do, Paul, but they won two of their first four games. I know. I get it. So they're not, they're not just talking the talk. They're actually walking the walk, so to speak. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I mean, be careful. Be careful what you wish for. And those same teams that are, or you people always. that are making the announcement that, um, you know, LIU is not a real team. When are you going to play a real team? Like, just, not Union, not LIU. Just, just stupid. That That's it, nonsense. That's just pure stupidity. It's being naive. That's what it is. Well, as totally one naive. Old, as one of my old math teachers used to say, and he said it exactly like this, it's just basic stupidity. <laughs> Nice. As he was pounding the blackboard, <laughs> I wanted, uh, you know I had to get that in for authenticity. <laughs> love it. That was a little bit of a New York accent too. I loved it. Well, that's where I went. I'm from here <laughs> tonight. Anyway, <laughs> all right, take it away, my friend. This has been College Hockey Coast to Coast from the NCHC.TV studios, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu. The Caesar Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly. Two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast. And all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or to download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the NCHC.TV studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com. Absolutely. And if you want to catch some great hockey, tune in and uh, subscribe to nchc.tv because it's the very best. And that conference is coming out. Paul, I know we didn't get to this, but we'll leave it on a closing note. Tell us who's got the best non-conference record of all the conferences. Well, uh, you know, right now it's the NCHC, 23-7-3. The Big Ten is 23-9-1. and 
Hockey East, 26-12 and 1. Um, by the way, issue fans, get ready. Just start saving that money now. Because next year when they're in the league, no more free streams. I'm just letting you know. I'm just <laughs> but you'll get the know. best stream, and you'll get it from all over the conference. <sighs> yeah. No, you, I mean, you know. It'll you know it'll be worth it because you'll see some great stuff, but you know you just have to prepare people. That's all. Jump buy in early. Them. Buy it. Buy in early when they have the uh, the preseason sale. Special, yeah. I agree yeah, get in. I agree. Anyway, so uh, the best conference in college hockey as of right now is still the NCHC. Don't expect it to change. Looking forward to it. As I said, I will be in. Denver on Friday night. I will be in Colorado College on Saturday night, and the Augustana Vikings will be there with me. Both places. I don't want to forget about Air Force because they're playing pretty darn well too right now. They will play. Uh, they will host Colorado College for the Pikes Peak Trophy on Friday night, and they will then travel to Denver for Game Two. So nice. the Pioneers get a couple of home games. Imagine that. Finally, whatever. <laughs> Pilots haven't played at home yet. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll look forward to that. We'll also say that, uh, hey, Omaha Mavericks, I'm coming to town tomorrow, and I know that you guys are 2-0-0, and I know that you're undefeated, and I know that you're looking to prove to people a big series at home with Ohio State. See you tomorrow, guys. Lock the doors, right. coach. <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Night.